You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? You guys know the deal. It is your boy, your host, Sosa Kermenges. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Welcome back to the last episode of this week. This is going to be your Friday episode of the Locked On Rams pod. I appreciate you guys for tuning back in to finish this week strong. We're going to get closer to draft time. We are officially less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. So getting pretty excited here. Things are finally starting to get a little bit more active. Obviously, free agency was basically wrapped up to this point. Not exactly, but not really many additions going on. So kind of been quiet, but we're going to ramp it up back here in a few weeks. But there is one piece of news as well. Something you probably don't want to see if you're the Los Angeles Rams, but allegedly, reportedly, defensive tackle Aaron Donald is being sued or is going to be taken to court due to an assault charge from, I'm actually not sure when it occurred, but a gentleman called DeVincent Spriggs actually got in a fight with Aaron Donald apparently at a nightclub called the Boom Boom Room in Pittsburgh and was left with a concussion, a big swollen eye, looked like some sort of stitches, maybe even a sling for a shoulder. I'm not really sure what happened. This is all alleged right now, and you know we can't really comment on the situation. It's still very early. The Rams said they are aware of the situation as well, and you know, not good news, obviously. Not the way you want to kick off the offseason, but at the end of the day, probably not going to be too much that comes out of this. I'm not all too worried. I think that you know, they'll probably end up settling or something happening like that, and it kind of just gets swept under the rug, but we'll see. Definitely something to keep our eyes on moving forward throughout the offseason. Now we're going to dive into our mailbag questions that you guys submitted to me, and there are a lot of good ones, so we're going to dive right into them. The first one is from my guy at Will Carella. He said, considering we have about six to seven mil cap space according to Over the Cap, why don't you think we're going after, say, a Casey Hayward, Richard Sherman, Alden Smith, etc. on a one-year deal? Could we You know, they could theoretically still add somebody. I think they may still add a very, very cheap addition at some point. But some of the names that you mentioned, a little bit more expensive probably. And, you know, teams do like to, one, obviously need to put aside some money for the draft, maybe three, four million. And on top of that, they like to go into the season with a little bit of breathing room, maybe another three, four, upwards of even $5 million, kind of keeping it in your back pocket just in case injuries happen, whatever the case happens. You can always carry that money over going into next year. The Rams always keep a little bit of money in their back pocket. So probably not going to see much of an addition. If anything, a very cheap, almost minimum veteran style of deal, in my opinion. The next one is also from Will. He said, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup seem to be different styles of receiver than Matthew Stafford has had his most success with. They're not the possession types that you throw it up to and hope they come down with it. What do you think of the fit for those two receivers with Stafford? I'm actually very excited to see how things are going to work out. I think it's going to work out well. You know, this is just based on how good I think Matthew Stafford is as a quarterback, how good I think Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are as receivers. Like you mentioned, a little bit different, but you know, there is some similarities too. You go back to his time with a guy like Golden Tate Jr., who is known to be one of the best yak receivers in football and the two receivers that have the most yak yardage, yardage after the catch, meaning over the last two NFL seasons, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So clearly a little bit of overlap when it comes to those skill sets. So I do think he has played with similar style of skill sets. Like you mentioned, though, recently been a little bit different with the Marvin Joneses and the Kenny Galladay's and obviously Calvin Johnson even. But yeah, I think it's going to work out well. I think the receivers are very talented, obviously. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be able to put the ball on them. 
perfectly ahead of them in terms of the timing, the route. I think it's going to allow these guys to continue to gain a lot of yak yardage. So I'm expecting it to work out well. I think the passing offense is going to be much better than it was this past season and ultimately could rival that 2018 campaign where the Rams obviously had one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in football. The next question is from at Anthony underscore Mars. He said, do you think it's a possibility that Andrew Whitworth could move to left guard and see if Joseph Nopum, who's coming into a contract year, can man that left tackle position or keep the O-line as is? It is a possibility. Andrew Whitworth mentioned it on a podcast the other day with my guy, Ryan Dyrud. He said that, you know, he was kind of caping for the Rams and trying to push them to go acquire Trent Williams when he was traded from the Washington football team to the San Francisco 49ers. I want to say that was about a year ago at this point, last offseason. And he said if they were able to do that, he was more than happy to kick into left guard and also mentioned potentially Joseph Nopum if he comes into this offseason and, you know, really develops and goes into next season as one of their best players, he'd be happy to kick into left guard and let Nopum start out there. So think it's a possibility. I don't think it's very likely. I still think Andrew Whitworth is by far the best offensive lineman on that line. So probably want to keep him at left tackle. But if for whatever reason, like you said, Joe Nopum really develops over the next few months and deserves a starting spot, I think it makes a lot of sense to actually kick him outside and kick Andrew Whitworth at guard. So a possibility, but probably most likely going to keep the O-line as is. The next one is from at Biggs underscore 73. He said, do you see the Rams working on an extension in the background for Stafford considering Les Needs' comments last week? Also, do you think we did enough to win back the NFC West? You know, it is a possibility that they could be working on an extension. I don't know if they're necessarily working on one right now, maybe thinking down the line in terms of, you know, six months down the line, 12 months down the line, get a look at how he fits in the system, how his transition is in the new city in LA and all that kind of stuff. So, Probably not working on anything right now. I think we probably would have heard some sort of leaks had they been, but I think at some point they are definitely going to look at extending Stafford. And in terms of who I think the favorite is, I definitely think you have to give the Rams the favorite nod right now in terms of the NFC West. I mean, they did the most so far. Still a lot more stuff to go in the draft, obviously. But as of right now, the Rams were arguably the best team in the NFC West last season and got significantly better at quarterback, in my opinion. Didn't really downgrade all too much. Obviously lost a few defensive pieces, but I think they're going to be able to minimize that by way of the actual improvement on the offense. So I think it kind of balances out there. So I do definitely think the Rams are the best team in the NFC West right now. But again, things can change over the next few weeks, over the next few months. Anything can happen. But right now, definitely think the Rams are the best. The last one in this segment is from at AHNBrian84. Said you may have mentioned in the past, but what are your thoughts on Traven Howard? Would he be the reason the Rams may continue to neglect adding linebackers? You know, he could be. I like Traven Howard probably the most out of everyone in that inside linebacker group. I think he offers the most in terms of coverage amongst all those guys. Definitely by far the best coverage player. He was a former safety at TCU in college, so has a lot of versatility to do that. I think he really flashed. I can't recall when he played. It might have been 2019 late in the season where he got a couple of snaps in a game against the Arizona Cardinals and looked very good. He actually had a tip pass that ended up being an interception by Darius Williams, oddly enough. Clearly looked like a guy that they were relying on going into the season. Sounded like by all accounts, he was going to be a starting inside linebacker. So that was important, but but he's definitely going to have to be able to rehab going into the season, get healthy. That's going to be the biggest key for him for sure. But at the end of the day, I do think he is good. And he could ultimately be one of the reasons why the Rams maybe don't want to address that inside linebacker spot. And I do think if he is healthy, he's for sure a starter. I think he's better than Micah Kaiser is. I think he's better than Troy Reader, Kenny Young, all of those guys. But 
just seems that maybe the Rams don't really want to address that inside linebacker spot, oddly enough. Definitely didn't want to do it in the free agency period, maybe not even in the draft. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. We're going to dive into some of the draft and free agency questions because you guys have some very good ones for me here in the next segment. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MVP and you can find the page at Locked on Rams. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. If you are on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring show treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Mailbag Friday edition of the Locked On Rams pod. We're going to pick right back up where we left off, but transition a little bit away from the current roster. We do have maybe one or two more questions on the current roster here, but a lot of the questions in this segment are going to relate to the draft and free agency. You guys still banging the drum on that free agency period. I like it. Probably not all too much going to happen, but still exciting to see if the Rams do get to add at least maybe one more player. So the first question here is from at Mr. Castillo 29 said out of the last crop of free agents, who would be your number one choice based on our current roster structure? And the next question is a little bit similar. So I'm going to answer this one here and talk about it in a non-realistic fashion, because I'm going to give the next answer to the next question a little bit more realistic. So In terms of who I would love to see, I would love to see the Rams go out and grab a Melvin Ingram to pair with Leonard Floyd at the edge spot across from Leonard Floyd, obviously, next to Aaron Donald. Man, that would be such a ferocious pass rush. I loved Melvin Ingram coming into this free agency period. I think someone is going to get a steal. I think he's still available. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty certain that he is. He had a visit with the Chiefs. As far as I know, he did not sign there. And this is a guy that's been one of the most productive pass rushers in the NFL since he joined the league over a decade ago. So clearly a guy that I value. I've talked about him a lot throughout the offseason. Would love to see that addition. The next question, which I mentioned, was kind of similar from at VinceN0285. Do you see the Rams signing any free agent prior to the draft? And if they were to do so, which position do you think they would target? Thanks. I think that if there's any one player or any one position that the Rams might look to address, it has to be that center spot. They're clearly not in all that good of a position there. You lose Austin Blythe to the Kansas City Chiefs. And now, are you really going to go into next season relying on Brian Allen or a guy like Coleman Shelton who's never played in the NFL? Maybe, but maybe not. I think you have to have a better plan than that. And... Oddly enough, former Kansas City Chiefs center Austin Ryder is still available, so that would be the one guy I would definitely prioritize. I think that's a realistic possibility, probably going to net a one-year deal around $1 million, not really going to move the needle all too much for any team when it comes to the salary cap circumstances. So if there's one position or one player that I think the Rams should look at and definitely have a chance to actually go out and realistically add, it's Austin Ryder, the center, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs. The next one is from at Colin Flat. He said, Deshaun Jackson is too old, too injury prone to stay healthy for a whole season. So does it make sense to limit him to just kick and punt returns? I worry that we'll get three weeks out of him if they actually put him in as the wide receiver three or four. And it's a fair assessment here. You know, 
Deshaun Jackson has only played in eight games, I believe, over the past two seasons, so clearly not the model of durability there, but you know, you have to use him for more than just kick and punt returns, I think. They paid him a pretty penny, like $5 million roughly, and the way you want to use him and keep him as healthy as possible, let him rotate with Van Jefferson, let them both get a good amount of snaps, maybe keep Van Jefferson in there for that short to intermediate stuff over the middle of the field where you really got to be a tough guy. You got to eat some of those big hits from linebackers or safeties coming down from zone coverage. And then you get Deshaun Jackson to sprinkle him in going deep, working vertical, letting him beat cornerbacks one-on-one, taking the top off the defense, kind of letting them split at 50-50, maybe a little bit skewed one way or the other, 55-45, 60-40 at worst. But if you can really rotate these two, I think you have the best shot at not only getting enough production and use out of Deshaun Jackson as well as Van Jefferson, but you also give yourself the best possibility and chance to let him last, you know, 13, 15, 16, even 17 games now. That's going to be the ultimate goal. Try to keep him healthy. So been a struggle for him the past few seasons, but I think it's possible and I think it's very likely that they end up going this route. The next one is from at Pissed Albanian. God, I love that name. It's one of the best on Twitter, no doubt about it. He said, do you think a late round speed guy like Tutu Atwell could get snaps next year? Or do you think it depends on an injury? Also, do you think Jefferson can be a nice deep threat with Stafford? You know, I think if they do end up drafting a receiver, which I'm bracing for that to happen, probably not going to play much. If anything, I think they would have to have some sort of special teams value. You're going to want to use him on kick returns, maybe punt returns as well. Probably as a punt gunner like Van Jefferson played last season, he has to also be able to contribute on all phases of the special teams and then maybe get some very, very small gadget style like usage every now and again on an end around on offense or something. But definitely don't expect another receiver, the number four, number five receiver to even get any work in terms of Van Jefferson and a deep threat possibility I think he could be you know he's not going to be a consistent deep threat but I think he has enough speed and enough vertical ability to stack cornerbacks to actually win a little bit deep not going to do it often I think that's why the Rams signed Deshaun Jackson but when you're talking about Van Jefferson winning deep I think if you compare him to anyone I think you can compare him to like a Robert Woods capable of winning deep can do a little bit of everything not going to specialize at it but possible that he can make some big plays down the field as well the last one in this segment is from at Soul Reaper 313. What's your opinion on Jamar Johnson? Listen today to NFL radio about them saying he would translate to corner, especially nickel in the NFL. They talked a lot about how good they think he is. Not sure he'd be available for us, but if he was, you know, I have not gotten to watch Jamar Johnson, unfortunately, but oddly enough, I have noticed a lot of love for him coming up lately as well, which is kind of random, but was very quiet for the most part throughout the last few months, I would say. And all of a sudden, a lot of people are talking about him as a potential top two round player, maybe top 64 player. So interesting there in terms of, you know, what the Rams may target could very well be someone like that. I think they may like that versatility on the back end, someone that could line up a little bit at safety, a little bit at corner in terms of the nickel spot. But it's anyone's guess at this point. I think it makes more sense to probably just go with a 100% full-time cornerback, someone you plug in a nickel and just leave them there, but they have always very much liked the versatile aspect of safety, so definitely a possibility, and that is one of the names that I'm going to look out for going into this draft class. And that is a great note for me to end off this segment, because in the final segment, we're going to dive into just a few more questions, one of which is very, very good and is related to the draft. It's kind of putting me in a bind, offering me a few picks at 57 and asking which way I may go 
It's going to be a tough one to answer, but we're going to have to provide some sort of answers. And while we've got you, make sure to check back in with us here every day at the Locked On Rams podcast. We're going to continue our draft coverage for the Los Angeles Rams as we get closer to the 2021 NFL Draft. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. I'd like to think that my word holds a lot of weight as I've lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half years. I've been on the lookout for a great protein bar, something that tastes good, that has great texture, and that is very enjoyable to eat, and that is exactly what Built Bar has provided. They have so many flavors, I promise you, you cannot go wrong. Over 18 different flavors, you can pretty much package whatever you like and put it all together in a mixed and matched box. It's kind of fun, I'm not going to lie. They're absolutely delicious, they're healthy, they're low in calories, low in sugar, they have 19 grams of protein per bar, they're high in fiber, and they even work for you if you are on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing and BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's also the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. All you got to do is just go head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this Mailbag Friday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. As always, you guys know I appreciate you for lasting this long through the episode. I hope you guys are having a strong ending to your week. We're finally getting back to the weekend. It's nice. Get to relax a little bit. But then again, getting close to that 2021 NFL draft. So I'm excited. Things are starting to heat up a little bit. We're starting to hear a little bit more rumors coming about which teams may want to draft somebody at which spot. Some logical landing spots starting to kind of creeping their way to the Twitterverse. So getting very fun here. And talking about the draft, we're going to dive right back into these questions. And this was maybe the toughest question to answer here for me today. From at Rams 9920, hypothetically, if Jabril Cox, Asante Samuel Jr., Creed Humphrey, and Dylan Radins are there at 57, who are you taking? Man, that is a tough, tough question. I mean, I would personally be thrilled with any of these guys. I'm just going to be honest with you. I love all four of these players. Now, in terms of who I think is the best, I would just die for Asante Samuel Jr. at this spot. I think he's such a good player. Very, very minimal questions from my end in terms of what he brings to the table. From a performance perspective, the guy can do it all. I think he fits so well in the nickel position for a team at the next level. Ironically enough, the Rams have a hole at the nickel spot, so that's quite a nice fill there. You know, I love, like I mentioned, all of these names, but I think Asante Samuel Jr. is the guy I definitely value the most out of all of these guys. Not to mention, I think you need to put an onus and an importance on the pass coverage and passing attacks in the NFL these days. That's how you win and lose ball games. So that is the way I'm going. But again, I would be thrilled with any one of these guys. The next one is from Brez 6 my guy. He said, what level of stupid does it take to fight Aaron Donald? Yeah, man, you got to be kind of nuts to actually want to oppose that guy. That guy's a nut. 
He's a freak. We talked about it on this podcast many, many podcasts ago when Chris Long came on here. He told us that story about Aaron Donald getting pissed off in training camp after a rookie or some UDFA trying to cheap shot him. Aaron Donald literally ripped off his entire face mask with his hands, which is so funny. I mean, I was dying when Chris Long told me that. Not only that, but if you guys recall, man, he tried to fight Justin Britt post game one time after a cheap shot from Justin Britt, the former Seattle Seahawks center. There was the time he picked up Devontae Freeman literally off the ground like a child. I mean, that was just absurd. Tossing away Ezekiel Elliott with one arm last year on a hump move. that He literally disregarded the guy who's 220 pounds like he was a nobody. I mean, it's crazy the amount of power the guy has. We all know Aaron Donald's an absolute freak in terms of what it takes to fight him. I mean, it was at a nightclub and, uh, you know, it would take a whole lot of beers, I'll tell you that, a little bit of liquor too to get me that courage to stand up to number 99. A little bit crazy. Uh, Shout out to that guy for even trying, but uh, definitely not a smart idea. And also Aaron Donald needs to just be a little bit wiser, keep himself out of trouble. No need to, you know, even put himself in these situations, which is just unfortunate. But again, like I mentioned in the first segment, probably not too much going to come and arise out of this situation. The next one is from my guy at JB underscore peoples said, what do you think Les Snead and Sean McVay are snacking and drinking on in the draft room? Man, this is a tough one. I feel like McVay's like all calorie counter, kind of like me, all very nitpicky in terms of what he's putting into his body. He's probably drinking some sort of white claw or some seltzer that's low calorie. I don't think he's going anything heavy and, uh, you know, maybe some pop chips or something low cal again. And Les Snead, man, that's a tough one. You know, he might be... um, Definitely like an old-fashioned on the rocks or something nice and classy. I think he's got the hair for it. I think he's got the shades for it, the glasses. So probably something old school, maybe some oak bourbon aged in a barrel type of thing. (laughs) I don't even know. Uh, Joking aside, obviously, they're working, so can't be drinking, or at least I don't think they are. But, uh, you know, these guys are great at what they do. I think they have a lot of fun in the draft room. And, man, what I wouldn't give to be a fly on the wall in that draft room. I bet there is some amazing insight in there. Would be so dope to actually get to hear how things kind of come to be and go about their business there. Would love to see that. But obviously, you know, as fans and as insiders and analysts and all that, we don't really get to see that side of the game. So it's unfortunate, but very, very cool stuff there. And the final question from at Rubber Toe 1973 said, when are you coming to SoFi to meet up with Rubber Toe 1973, aka myself, and Rams Empire, and my guy, man, I would love to come out next year. It sounds like SoFi is finally going to open up to fans, which is obviously great to hear. Things are slowly starting to become normal again. I like to hear that, obviously. It's obviously very nice to slowly get back to real life and away from this weird adjusted life that we've been living for about a year now. So I would love to come to SoFi next year. It's just tough for me because, you know, I work covering the NFL. It's always a little bit hard with my schedule. I got to write all this stuff. I got to record all these podcasts. So it's tough to make it work. And also it's very hard to actually focus on the games. I noticed in real life, went to one live Rams game in my life. Definitely had a few adult libations there. A few cold ones as the young kids would say these days. And, uh, really didn't remember much from the game. So, you know, it's kind of hard to mixing business with kind of pleasure as well. But at the same time, you know, I would love to get out next year. It would be very fun to see SoFi for sure. So I'm hoping to make that happen, but uh, just can't make it a 100% guarantee just yet. But I appreciate that invite, my man. Definitely want to meet all you guys. Would be sweet to come out next year and break SoFi in the right way. You know, get the Rams going and um, ultimately see them win a game because I did not see them win last time was not the best way to end the weekend for me, but still was a great time going to California for my first time. 
That is the end of this episode, the end of the Mailbag Friday. As always, I appreciate you guys for shooting over these questions to me. You guys do a great job of keeping me on my toes and making me research here, man. It's very fun to actually get to dive into kind of your psyches when you shoot over these questions to me. So I appreciate you guys for that and for listening. As always, make sure to check back next week. We're going to have another strong week as we get closer to the 2021 NFL Draft. Less than two weeks away now, so things are really starting to kick into gear. Just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QBsMEP, and you can find the page at LockedOnRings. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.